Coming to you live from the second bedroom of Shane's apartment. This is the Shane and Scuba Steve podcast. Or podcast. Hello. Hello, sir. How's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad. You know what? Okay, so I started the recording this time. You've never said that there's amazing, like, wait music. Oh, dude, the wait music um, in our podcast provider is actually incredible. It's like, that's why when you're like, oh, let's try it. I was like, this is great. I don't, I'm just chilling, listening to this lovely beat and like, synthy, like, it's off. Oh, it was wonderful. It keeps you entertained quite well, and I do have to say, I underplay it. I don't think I let you know enough how great the whole music is. No, you. I had no idea. I was the part of me almost didn't even like send you the invite. I was like, "This is. Oh, I'll just listen to this. I'm gonna listen to this lo-fi beat for the rest of the night." Yeah. Oh, I thought of sitting next to an open window with a above uh, ground elevated train going by me all day. That's a uh, yeah. We've both seen. That, that video multiple times. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sir, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's a Tuesday, my dudes. Um, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, going to have a wonderful time recording this podcast with you, Scuba. Yeah. Do you want to let people know what they're listening to? Well, they're listening to the Shane and Scuba Steve show. That's what they're listening to right now. Damn straight. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get it started. The drink of a week. Uh, this week, we're doing fridge finds. What do you got this week? So I, I have my classic Amaro Spritz. Oh, that's what you got all the time, man. I'm, you, you love those, don't you? You're like that's, the cookie monster yeah. of Spritz. I got to find more of them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I knows where I'll find them. Hopefully, I don't make them anymore. So yep. They're a seasonal <laughs> item. Probably. You know, it's a very good summer beverage, but mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's always summer. <laughs> You're, it's summer at heart. Yeah, it's always summer at heart. Yeah, not bad. Okay. Uh, this week I'm having a truly a wild berry, truly. Ooh, wild berry. Yeah, and you know what? It's fragrant. You know, it's almost as good as a candle if you leave it out. As good as a candle. So you're talking like you leave it out. Yeah, you leave it out. Fifteen minutes later, you walk back into the room. You're like, whoa. What ha- what fruit bomb went off in this in this room? Nope, it's oh, my really? wild berry truly. That's awesome. Yeah, terrific. Well, those are some fridge finds for the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we did have a trailer of the week we, that you, yes. you you let me in on. Yes, Cherry, the Russo brothers' new film starring Tom Holland, uh, which is uh, based off of a true story about an army medic that gets addicted to opioids and then starts robbing banks. It's coming to Apple TV in February. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was really good. I'm excited for it. I think it's got it's got a lot of interesting things that I like from mm-hmm. what I've seen. Yeah. So it's definitely gritty. Mm-hmm. It's it's not Philadelphia Flyers gritty gritty, but it's, it's some film grain gritty. Mm-hmm. I think it's got it, – I want to watch it right away. I think it's got a really good story behind it. I think it's interesting the way the trailer makes it seem, which I'm not sure if it's true or not, is that, you know, Tom Holland is either. Spider-Man. On the, 
well, he's Spider-Man, of course, mm-hmm. is that he can, I don't think, I don't think this is like a sci-fi movie like that where he can see into the future and he knows because he's talking to, he's narrating, talking to this, his, I assume, girlfriend the entire time. And, you know, it seems like he serves in, in some sort of desert nation. We'll just speculate it's the Middle East. And then either comes home and starts robbing banks or robs banks beforehand and then decides to join the military. I'm guessing it's the former rather than the latter. Uh, well, this is based off a, a true story. It is more the former. It's Oh, wait, what? Yeah, it's based off like a true story. Is it? Really? Oh, it's a novel. Yeah. True true story, novel, uh, retrospective, uh, you know, uh, these are words. Um, but what was I going to say? Uh, if anything, I always took, because he does say, like, I can see the future. I took that more in, like, the same vein as Ferris Bueller talking to the audience. Like, okay. um, I don't think he actually knows the future. But I also got vibes from this kind of almost Wolf of Wall Street where throughout the movie he'll just keep coming back and address the audience directly to camera. Um, yeah, but this breaks does, the, the fourth wall. Yeah, um, this does look interesting, especially this is very different from what the Russos have done last Endgame. Um, yep. Actually, or was did they do that other movie? Uh, what was it like? Fourteen Bridges, Twenty Seven Bridges with Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I forget did if they produced. Was it Twenty One Bridges? Yeah, I think it's Twenty One Bridges. I forget if it was if they directed or produced that or wrote it or whatnot. But anyway, this they is their produced first... they produced Twenty One Bridges. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, no, of course. Thank you for uh, giving me the the facts. Uh, but this so then this is their first directorial after Endgame. So it'll be nice to see them do something removed from the Marvel universe. Yeah, because they've really only done outside the Marvel universe. They've directed and just looking at their Wikipedia page mm-hmm. pieces in 1997, which doesn't even have a Wikipedia entry for it. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to Collinwood, which I've never heard of, but Sam Rockwell's in it. Isaiah Washington. Okay, yep. but, okay, this might be something to watch. George Clooney's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and but then Yumi and Dupree. Yes, that's just for movies, but they were known for doing Community, Arrested Development, directing a lot of great comedy yes. uh, episodes. Which when they were picked for Winter Soldier, everyone was like, "What these guys? Okay, this would be weird." And then it was probably the best, but. I'm excited. I'm very much excited for Cherry. Um, I give it a preemptive um, f- half-filled uh, Oxycontin uh, bottles out of five. That's a... Yeah, given the uh, opioid crisis in our country right now, you know, um, intense review on that one. It's topical. Can't say it's not topical. It's incredibly topical. I'll give you that one. I'm going to give yeah. it. Um, so we've had, I feel like we've been on a bad streak of trailers to movies recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it six out of 10 upside down bank robbery notes. Okay. Ooh, I, okay. Okay. I can respect that decision. Especially you went now with you saying that there's a part of the trailer. They show a lot about the romance between him and his, uh, I guess I'm assuming wife or at least girlfriend. Yeah. But that was part of me. I'm like, how much of the movie will be that? How much of it will be like this weird, like melodrama where you're like, oh, I hope they get together. But then meanwhile, you're like, yeah, but go back to like how he's robbing banks. That's pretty cool. See, I don't know if I want it to be a good balance. I love mm-hmm. a good, I love a good bank robbery caper. I don't think it's going to end up being like that because mm-hmm. it's just not. I don't think it's that kind yep. of movie. No. Um, I, 
I hope Go it takes the same uh, route as like Goodfellas, where his relationship with his wife is a very big part of it. But at the same time, there's so much more going on that you're never just like, oh, here's like a romance like part. It's like, no, everything is well struck. I just so I'm hoping Cherry is as good as Goodfellas. That's what I'm asking. Okay. They can do it. Anyone can do that. Because I mean, Goodfellas, how good is it? Yeah. It's great. It's, great. it's great. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's actually it's back on Netflix, I believe, for anyone who yeah. could put it on. But I have it on DVD too. So I mean it sounds better on DVD. It definitely sounds better on DVD, but then you know what my favorite is? And then we're getting away from it because I still have more comments on Cherry, but Oh yeah, sorry. The uh when it's on like TBS uh-huh. or USA on like a Sunday afternoon in like mid March. Yep. And it's like raining outside, so you can't do shit outside, and you have nothing to do inside, especially you know, if it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's ideal Goodfellas watching. The only downside, which everyone complains about, is the lack of swears in that mm-hmm. movie, of which there is a lot of them. Yes. So do with that what you may, but I like it. I was going to say, I feel like they play it on AMC every once in a while, but does AMC do swearing? You know, I like, feel like recently everything's expanded. Like I know FX. FX loves to be like, yeah, you guys can swear, we don't care. I think AMC will let you slip in. I don't think I don't think they'll drop a fuck, but I think they'll drop in some of the other stuff. But then again, yeah. I don't really know if it's if they're really thinking that way. Yeah. People part of me always just feels it's so funny that like you you but yeah, Goodfellas, it's like, you goddamn pineapple. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's, uh, go, go back to Cherry. With, yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's going to be a great movie. Now that I know that it's real, I don't have to worry about this like bizarre undercurrent of him being an omniscient narrator, which I guess he is anyway. So wrong yeah. phrasing there, but he's not. This guy isn't. He doesn't have superpowers. That we, know, we, we don't know. You never know. You're right. So I did like I did like what we were saying the Wolf of Wall Street, like that narration of like, you know, he's like, I've done this a thousand times or I've done this so many times that like, they already know my face. It doesn't even matter. Yep. And like the the self recognition in that in the trailer is really great, but I don't know. I've like now that I now that I'm aware it's a book and just doing some cursory research, apparently it's very highly revered as a book. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be really good. I've said this about every fucking trailer of the week though for a long time, and we were recently yep. absolutely panned by it this week. So mm-hmm. I'll say one more thing. Michael Gandolfini plays some sort of role here. Um, son of James Gandolfini. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I, my first thought was more like, wait, did James Gandolfini have a brother? But his no. Son, which his son's going to be in the, yeah, the Sopranos like prequel show that's in development. The Many Saints of Newark. That's, that's what it's called? That's actually just a oh, movie. A, okay. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, he was also in, this is obviously, you and I are a great, incredible IMDb skills. He was also in mm-hmm. The Deuce, which is. I believe an HBO show with James Franco and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yep, yep. About, about like nineteen in the seventies in New York or something. Yep. Yeah. Who would everyone's got a there. mustache? It's an important feature, isn't it? It's very you. If you didn't have a mustache in the seventies, there's something wrong with you. Who could you be? A nobody. That's who you'd be. So, just a quick update before we jump to the main mm-hmm. of Newark. Uh, September 24th, 2021 will be on with theaters and HBO Max. But back to Cherry. So that's an Apple <laughs> Plus movie. 
We're yes. bouncing all over the place. This is great. Um, Apple Plus movie. It's also going to be in theaters. And that will be out February 26th for theaters. But it'll actually hit Apple TV in March on the 12th. Yeah. Kind of interesting split there. I don't think we'll be back in movie theaters comfortably in oh, February. No. But honestly, lately I've enjoyed, I've been able to enjoy more watching first round movies at home because I can rewind, I can pause. And most importantly, honestly, in some movies, closed captioning has been so key. Mm-hmm. I leave it on my TV constantly. I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe I'm an old person for that one, but I enjoy having it like actively there. I can read it. Obviously, in some cases, like the words don't match up with the what they're saying, which is hysterical to me at least. Yep. But I think it's nice to have. Sometimes I won't watch the first time with closed captioning. If it's a movie like like I've heard Tenant, for example, which you've seen and I think you own. I've heard the yes. audio mixing is kind of tough there and you can't really hear some things. Yes. I like closed captioning on my first view would be like perfect for me. You would definitely, you would want the closed captioning, especially because there's a lot of things also in that movie that are like very specific, like here's like what's going on, but they have similar names. Like there's one that's like, you're looking for component 241, but it also is called by this. But if you don't know that and you didn't read it, you probably would miss that. And then when people are like, where's 241? You're like, wait, what are we looking for? And like this, yeah, anyway. What could it be? <laughs> A lot of things. It's You watch Tenet, Tenet it's great. Also, I'm going to add real quick on Cherry before we mm-hmm. jump. The yeah. runtime right now is supposedly 150 minutes. The so two and a half hours yes. long that's a, a little bit of a marathon movie. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they keep the this pace of this movie going and then also like your attention the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, now that, that makes me once again feel like Wolf of Wall Street levels where it's like, okay, it's a long movie that's going to be a, probably a lot of narration throughout it of him talking and breaking the audience and telling us know what's going on. Well, it sounds but, like he's going to have a severe arc throughout the film, um, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Do you have a final review? I know we gave a mid-review, but we extended further to uh, the final review. Um, my final review for my preemptive feelings of the movie Cherry starring Tom Holland is uh, six out of nine uh, army uh, weird crab walk while training in boot camp. They show that in the middle of the trailer, and I just immediately was like, yeah, no, okay. All right. I take it. I'll take it at that out of the six out of the nine. So we are going to do a little post-mortem shifting gears a little bit. Our trailer of the week last week was locked down on HBO. HBO Max. Max. Um, Don't you dare forget that Max. Trust me, I won't before WB comes and knocks down my door. Um, And takes your subscription. They delete the app from your TV. (laughs) That'd be hysterical. Sorry, you can't have this anymore. You're done. But what about my laptop? You can watch on your laptop, but you're done with the TV. So I guess, like, just to jump right in, uh, to remind everyone, this is a, a Anne Hathaway. I want to mispronounce his name because I do it every single time. Chiwetel. 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 Four. Um, as you. As Four. Thank you. See? Yep. I can't do it. Um, with actually a, 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 some great supporting role like some great supporting role characters um a little like spoiler alert for this entire segment because lord knows we're going to go back and forth on it um 
Paxton and Linda, that's um, Chiwetel and Anne Hathaway's characters, are they're a married couple, which I didn't know they were married. They never said they're married throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, living together in the pandemic lockdown in London. And I had a lot of high hopes for this movie. I thought this was going to be like the first movie to like recognize the pandemic, acknowledge that it happened to all of us and kind of like put it out into the like public sphere. They're like, Hey, we're going to fully talk about this at some point. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being like a really great romantic drama. And the comedy is like few and far between in my mind. No, I completely agree. But though, after re-watching the trailer after watching the movie, I think it leaned, it tried to show off that it would be like kind of a funny movie. There's some humor in it, and there are definitely some comedic actors throughout the entire film. But this definitely isn't like a comedy heist. This is more, yes, like a relationship drama within a heist. Yeah. Um, I The movie, I enjoyed, like, I kept kind of expecting the movie to like, shift into like the fifth gear at one point but i never like got there it doesn't it doesn't get out of kept... third gear i don't think i think it no i was definitely probably yeah, i was being a little polite with the fifth but for sure where it's like you keep seeing character and i like it's interesting to see people react a movie during covid and showing what life is where everything is digital and whatnot but i just kept expecting like okay here we go here we go and it never comes. That's the hardest part. Is like, mm-hmm. there's funny vignettes out of all of it. Like, Paxton can't sleep at night, and then he hears someone rustling out in his bushes, and he finds a bunch of like two hooligans who are like, "Oh, by the way, do you know if you lick your like your poppy bush, it's like it's like diluted heroin?" He's like, "No, no way!" And then does it and just stumbles to bed, right? And then like you yeah. find out the next scene, like he just broke ten years of sobriety for like. A, a good night's sleep and yeah. the entire thing it never like they linda and paxton like divulge these things and they like make a joke it's like waterfalls of truth or something mm-hmm. but they never actually hit like i don't think either of them recognizes fully what's happening when when they sure. say the things to each other and you know that could be the fact that this was a movie film in lockdown this could be the it was a movie film on a really crunch time when there's like 18 days of filming but, like, mm-hmm. I wanted so much more from this movie, especially, like, how, how like, I lauded praise on it during our Trailer of the Week segment last week. It never really got to it. I think it was kind of, like, there'd be scenes where, like, Linda was on the ride, along for the ride with what Paxton was doing. And then, like, the heist was mostly just, like, Paxton following Linda because she wanted to steal the diamond. And then the ending, yeah. they, like... It just it doesn't make okay. So they have the diamond. The, I guess they're they've sold it in some way. I was hoping to see them sell the diamond in a scene. I was hoping for them to like go yeah. on the run, maybe something. Yeah, I was gonna say that's usually the part in the movie that's like okay, now like how do we get rid of it? How do what happens after we've taken it? There are some I would say better heist movies where they just do it and then the movie like Ocean's Eleven is a great example where like at the very end they all get the money. But then it just pretty much, they all go their separate ways. You don't really see what happens except for seeing Danny's exit from uh, prison. Yeah. Um, or like the original Italian uh, Italian job. Yeah, the Italian job that ends on like a cliffhanger, literally. But yeah, Hold this up. one. Wait, what? It, yeah. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? I 
thought the original Italian job it doesn't end with like them on a like teetering with like their truck. No, no, don't move, don't move. It's me, Michael Kane. Don't move. Oh wait, talking about Michael, like the original, original Italian job. Yes, okay, yes, the sorry. original Italian job. All right, just I didn't know because the second one or the the remake in two thousand three ends and they like all buy all their fun shit. Yes, I know that. Yeah, that one ends on like <laughs> we did it. But I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the original Italian job with Michael Kane is like nobody move. The, the truck is it's wibbling wobble. No, we can do it. Don't, don't worry. How's that? How's that? Incredible. You think I would have blended in into the London atmosphere of the movie with that accent if I showed up on set? back to like 1970 when it was made and you go like full cockney. I think you could do it. What if I just said I have head, my character has head drama? Do you think that would help? I don't know if he would get it back then. Hey, you got a, is that a diamond in your pocket? Hey, pocket. I think I got I think the pocket word. I got pocket. I thought it was pop it. No, that's like in Pirates of the Caribbean, and him calling it. Like, the girl like pop it, pop it. But like, I'm saying like pop it. Yeah, I think right. I got it. I think no, yeah. I, watch I, the I could blend in. Damn it, Shane. Not Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I don't know. I can watch both, but I'll probably watch the Italian yeah, job you... tomorrow. I'll watch the newest on the Park Wahlberg one before he, you know, could. You watch the original. I watched. Mock- I might I... watch that. One. I don't think I've never seen that one, so maybe I will watch that one. Google mock you know what's funny is they were going to make a second Italian job um, with Seth Green and everyone called the Brazilian job mm-hmm. and I yep. can't decide between a Fast and Furious joke or a waxing joke well it's funny because if you watch like the Italian job it's pretty it's kind of it's somewhat similar to like Fast yep, where they're dragging the safe like, down the street a... yeah exactly and then it's also funny because Charlie's there on and Jason Statham are in the Italian job and they then go on to both be in the Fast and yep. Furious series. It's incredible. With have you wait, have you watched Hobbs and Shaw? I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. It's pretty it's actually pretty Jason Statham and The Rock are good are just good enough together that it's like you can get over like the ridiculous aspect. It's like a buddy cop movie. It works. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, good. But at lockdown. Eh. I Directed by Doug Lyman, who's someone I he's done some really good stuff. So that was another thing that was like, not that he's known, I would say, for like comedies, but it's like, oh, I hope he could do really well with this and like action. I feel like, I mean, he did Mr. We had such high hopes that I think I went in going. He did Jumper. That's why. I went in going like heist comedy. And I was like, this is where we're going. Like, they're going to hate each other in the beginning. And like, we all know how it's going to come back together. But. It it comes back together, and I just hate it. Hate's a strong word. Are you sure you mean that? No, I'm going to watch it again, but it's not great. And, like, the movie, like, I don't know. It's like, she's so mad because she, you know, she's got to fire her team and be cold about it, and everyone's celebrating her because she's cold. She looks she's lost herself as a person because she's this cold executive now, and she's Harris was so important to her. And it's like, well, I, you get a million dollars. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. Considering now you're on the run. At least until someone comes knocking. It's like, you stole my diamond? Question mark? Like, what the fuck? Maybe there'll be a sequel that'll be called Breakout. And it'll be them in prison after being caught with the diamond. 
they're gonna have to escape lockdown. They're gonna have to like brave the travel bans to get to like a yeah. non-extradition country. Yeah, probably. I will say what probably make this movie so memorable will be that it was a COVID nineteen during the pandemic movie. Yeah, it's very, it's very topical. Yeah, great, great grocery store scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like great zoom content with like Dulé hill and his wife which is awesome like ben kingsley's in it for what it's worth minda kaling like it's a good our big it's good enough that was <laughs> yeah i give it a i give it a two out of six no i'll give it two out of five full laundry hampers i'm gonna give it two out of six glass gemstones Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, they're beautiful, though. Beautiful. Really? I, uh, yeah. It's it was. Not. It, I really wanted something more from Miss. Not Miss Congeniality is a uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, the Princess Diaries. There, get nailed it. Yeah, we'll edit it, that out. Make sure it sounds it's perfect. perfect and add it all out. Princess back. Diaries. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted more from Vincent Kapoor from The Martian. Here not, bad, not bad. Good call. It. Yeah. Not Mordo from Doctor Strange. You know, I'm really looking for more from. Yeah, I'm not going to go that far. But okay. Next time. Next time for these these two. I think there's. I think there's more there. I. Mm-hmm. I my Alexa is now going off. This is great. Yeah. Um, I can't find anything called Alexa. <laughs> To play on your speaker, yep. use the device name or set up multi-room music in the Alexa app. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. I thought I hope for so much more from that. But yeah. We didn't. So we had a big launch last week. We did. Something we've been excited for and itching and aching. Um, WandaVision, the first Disney Plus Marvel show was finally released with its first two episodes. It was. Culminating in 45 minutes of television. And a lot of of credits that I watched all of, just in case. Yeah, I also watched them because I'm like, oh, maybe there's like, there'll be like a little teaser for next week or a, a weird end credit thing. There isn't. Um, but this is, I was very excited for this. And throughout the entire viewing of the two episodes, I continue to be very excited. This was fantastic. Me as well. I was super excited. I was, yeah. I, I was pumped just to get it started. The second I hit play, I was like, I'm in it. This is it. Yep. The best way to describe this show to someone if they were trying to watch it, you're watching a show that someone else is watching, but the show isn't a show. It's real. It's reality. It's but each episode is also a different time period within television. Um, it, I think they nailed it with the tones and delivering those shows and those styles. The first episode, if I'm not mistaken, is just a plot from Dick, the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, and they pretty much do it like shock, like same like scenario and just doing the same like moves to try and solve the problems. Yep. It was just amazing to watch it. I was had the biggest grin just like oh my god they're just they're doing this and they in the first episode they don't really like give you anything that touches or teases like the outside marvel universe it pretty much feels like 
is it just going to be a sitcom? Like, just an episode like this? So I felt like that a lot in the first episode. I was actually to the point where in the middle, I was like, I, I want something, but I didn't know if mm-hmm. I actually want... I, I just think I wasn't used to watching a show like that. Like, yep. I'm not used to, like... I mean, even the sitcoms we have nowadays, and I'll use, like, the Big Bang Theory as, like, the quintessential, like, 21st century sitcom. Yep. I... I didn't know what was supposed to pull me in because I was like, oh, this is so quaint. Like your your boss invited himself over for dinner and it's part of your promotional mm-hmm. track. And I was like, the 50s were so much fucking different than now. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I thought, I did think that the, the entire plot of the first episode, like they can't figure out what the occasion is, mm-hmm. is nice. I also like when I thought about it again, I was thinking about this morning, it's kind of like, if if it's if what like people are like saying it's like that Wanda's creating this thing inside of her head, which kind of seems the case, and you kind of get a little bit for that when we talk about the second episode. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have like a like a proper like, I mean they have an established relationship. They don't have like a a marked one. I would call it. So they're like, what does the heart mean? Yes, that was I think what was great about they really don't give you much in terms of what the the overarching plot is going to be or what they're aiming for. But they give you so little with just a little nugget that is like, wait, what's this date? Like the 20, yeah, why is this date important? Like, but why do we both? And then by the end of the episode showing us like, well, what brings you here? Like, when did you guys get married? Like, what's your song? And it's like, oh, like neither of us know. And then that's where like the cracks begin to finally show themselves and we get to get a better idea of what the story, like, okay, something's afoot. Um, and then going into the second episode, there are f- more times seeing cracks of someone on the radio finding uh, the helicopter in the bush. Yep. And then just like the spark of color in the, the cut hand, stuff like well, that. The spark of color in the helicopter it, as well. Yep, exactly. Um, but it, I, I love that they're giving us so little to actually work with, especially this essentially just the pilot, the two first episodes. But I love that because it was finally kind of doing something very different for Marvel where it's just like, we can try something. We can just do like, want to just do a funny sitcom with vision and Wanda and then just sprinkle plot here and there. It's like, yeah, we can do that. And I'm loving it. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like Catherine Hans character, Agnes. Oh, she's, oh, she's great. Just like a breath, like pops into a scene. And it's just like that quintessential, like, you know, she's like the nosy neighbor. and She Mm -hmm. just pops in and like, in that first episode or scene with like the coming with like, I have a dinner. <laughs> Who doesn't have a dinner party for four prepared at all times? I was like, yes. He's like, yeah. I'm in like, this is what I imagine. Like the Norman Rockwell version of the fifties is like, it's like here, I have lobster Thermidor, like ready to go. Yep. Uh, the, she's uh, yeah. She's fantastic in the show. She's just hilarious. Um, all, all the supporting cast really is great. Uh, even I love the scene in the second episode where Vision goes to the neighborhood watch. Yep. And it's all the guys. And I forget the exact word he uses, but like he's like, Oh, do you want some gum? And he goes, Oh yeah, well it's you know, it's for mastication. And the guy goes, Oh no, I I, I would never we do that. We don't do that here. Thinking, yeah, it's thinking it's like mass yeah, but I it was fan, it was great. Um what was I going to just say? So I have like been reading up in what people consider the overarching plot to be. And I can say things if you want, and I can diverge secrets. Well, I think it's. I think we we have to cap this like right now with a nice little spoiler mm-hmm. alert for like the rest of the show. 
Yes. I'd like to really quick, I think we should dive in mm-hmm. into looking at one, like... Please. Shoot, do you want to jump into episode two real quick? Because I think there's a lot of interesting Yeah, no. Things. Oh, for sure. Before we dive into some, like, some thoughts ahead of that, but so... I didn't notice, so I've read since that, like, episode two, they at every episode's going to jump a decade. So for those at home, that's, yep. like, the, the plan here. Again, a nice yep. little spoiler alert if you haven't stopped already. I don't know why you haven't. And why you haven't watched WandaVision. That's also true. So they jump into the 60s. So you're from 50s to the 60s. In the second, in the second episode. episode. Yes. So they have some clothing changes. Um. Mm-hmm. Vision wearing an amazing like sweater shirt combo. I don't even get into it too far. Yep. Um, how they use the camera in scenes as well. Okay, I did not. I wasn't too no, like cognizant of that. I'll try to catch it on the rewatch. I think they brought into more animation, which I thought was kind of cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. The uh, after he masticates in the gum and swallows it, he drops. Yep. Like an authentic Hanna Barbera yep. cartoon. I loved it. I love the intro with them like flying in. So I think mm-hmm. it's it's so much of like that that neighborly type stuff, and I think in this episode you really get more of the the voice on the radio, the the splash of like color coming in, mm-hmm. and I think that was really cool to see. I also think it was interesting that like there's Dottie who's like this like typical I want to be like mean mom or mean like runs the show mm-hmm. neighbor. And he's yep. so skeptical of them. I, like, I feel like there's going to be something with her in the future. For sure. I just haven't figured it out yet. At the same time... I've got... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have theories. All right, we'll get to the yes. theories. So I thought, it was, yes. I thought it was so interesting because, like, this is just, like, to me now, it's like, after watching the first, first episode and, like, appreciating it, second, it felt like quintessential sitcom where, like, Vision shows up to the talent show and he, like, looks like he'd be off, like, four beers. Maybe six. Yeah. He's like, always oh, hanging out with the guys, like, and then you're like, oh no, he swallowed the gum. And so, like, yep. rather than rather be like normal, like, oh, like, just completely forgot his like you know husbandly duties and just got wasted. Um, he's like trying to do a magic deck and like be all. It's like a slapstick almost. Well, he's like he's gummed mm-hmm. up, and then Literally they kind of that. solve it, or like she solves it backstage. They run away, and everyone's they get an award for being so funny. And then, like, immediately Wanda's pregnant. Yes. Which I think I thought was kind of, like, they're definitely moving the story along. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also in vain of how, like, a lot of those shows for a while would pretty much be, like, it'd be one episode, like, we're having a baby. And then it would just be, like, two or three episodes later. It's like, we're now having the baby. It's like, no, what? That's not The baby is here. So, it, yeah. So... Yeah, the second episode's great. That whole talent show act is hilarious. Paul Bettany is you. I forget that he could be yep. so funny because the character vision is so like very stoic and somewhat, I would say, flat in a way. But he's able to bring so much, especially within the context of the show. It being like everything's a sitcom. Like back to kind of to the first episode where he's like, he's like, you don't drink, <laughs> you don't have soda. Uh, no, I have liquids and foods all the time because I love to eat at meal times. Yeah. So, uh, so good. Um, yeah, the show, it just, I love every game that changed the style, the decade, um, all the concepts they're using. I feel like I don't want to keep 
anything else I want to say would be like theories or speculations, and I don't want to get into that just yet. Well, one thing I'll uh, add before but, we get into speculations. Yeah. The commercials, which also leads, I know, can straight walk us into the into the speculation. I love the commercials. Yeah. I the Stark Toaster. I think they're a great thing. Like you're right, the Stark Toaster. And then I mean if you if we want to get into it a little bit, second yep. episode, the commercial is for Strucker watches. Yep, with a Hydra symbol on it. Yep. So Baron von Strucker from the like mm-hmm. from the first Captain America movie. Yep. Though, do you want to hear a theory that I saw that was about why those two commercials go that way and what the people think the commercials will be doing? What will they be doing? Is that they think the commercials will be like subtle things about the timeline of Wanda's life. Because the first one's a Stark uh, toaster and Tony Stark weapons were what killed her parents and led her and her brother on to then the next uh, commercial was a Strucker watch, which led her to Hydra and working with Struckers, people are like, they ex- expect like the commercials would be like notes of moments in her life and like somehow showing that. Yeah. Okay. Cause I had heard a different theory. I'm not sure if it's true or not now. Mm-hmm. The commercials were to like give a hint to what happens during the show. Okay. But also kind of give a hint of like the villainy in the show. Mm-hmm. Like rather than do like a cutaway, cause this is. Yep. This would be the commercials are like, hey, like this is coming, and so I like your theory a little bit better, though. Oh well, thank you. I can't take credit for it. I I saw it on um the the, the internets. I saw it there, in my chat boards and my um AIM lounges. It's, stay safe on your AIM lounges. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I use a fake name, and I always my away message is pretty like intimidating. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the show has so much. There's a lot of like subtle Easter eggs and whatnot. Um, hmm. For the first two episodes before going and I would say into like some speculation more territory, uh, I'm going to give this already like eight out of ten um, cashmere sweaters. Yeah, that vision sweater is just fantastic. It's comfy. I'm going to give it so we don't usually use the same numbers, but I too will give it like an eight. I'll give it a four out of five because we can read. Oh, oh! <laughs> give it uh, four out of five floating pianos. Oh, I love that guy's line. That's my grandmother's piano. Oh, so it was. That's what I think is also great about the show is they set they set every episode within like the context of this time period's TV style. Yep. But most of the characters, especially like Wanda and Vision, but they also make like jokes that are a little bit more modern to today's time. Probably in the 60s, you wouldn't have had that guy make the that's my grandmother's piano like joke. But today you would. And it works. It works great within the show, both as like it fits naturally, but it's also so juxtaposed. You're like, oh, no one would say, oh, yeah. I'm excited for Friday and it's Tuesday. So that's a good sign. For sure. It's a little TGIF. The episodes are a little bit short, which yep. is okay. I'd like them a little bit longer, but hey, I, I don't make the rules at Disney yet. Yep. They might build as well. True. As, and part of me also kind of felt like they're trying to keep in line with it being a TV show in the time periods. 
So maybe like by the the episodes that take place in the nineties, that's when they'll get to like forty five minutes because that's when like, you'd have stuff like HBO popping up where it's like we can do much longer dramas and whatnot. Um, so I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't expect that the next couple episodes are still like around twenty three to thirty minutes. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I do want to ask you about. And we can dive into some theory here if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So at the end of the second episode. So mm-hmm. they're talking through and they hear another noise and they go look and a beekeeper emerges from a man yep. on their street. And then you kind of see mm-hmm. in that scene that Wanda has more control over the situation because she like actively rewinds. Yeah. Get back to the to the before that happens and then it continues on a new path with it and like take actively shifts she- the narrative to something more peaceful. Yes, where she puts uh, everything into color. She then creates color for the world. Yep. Um, so first, so the guy, yeah, the guy comes out the storm drain and he's essentially a beekeeper with bees around him on his back is the sword symbol. Okay. So the sword within the comics is the cosmic equivalent, uh, of shield, but they deal with more space stuff though. Their origin did happen with the mutants. They did like a mutant like story first and Wanda in the comics is a mutant anyway. Um, so what a lot of people are speculating is that so at the fir- end of the first episode, and I believe at the end of the second sub- episode, after the guy emerges from the thing, you see a person watching a TV taking notes, and you see the sword symbol. Yep. What's kind of being, I guess, put together is that Wanda is either, cre- what I think is like, Wanda's created like a bubble around a town where all these people are, and something has caused her to either snap to want to reverse back and make this TV world, or someone's making her. And swords, they're observing. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. Yep. So I think the helicopter was a helicopter that tried to get in and crashed. And, um, like, swords just outside. And the beekeeper, I think, more than anything, was just someone who tried to get into the city and did. And then Wanda saw him and was like, no, we're not doing this. The bees might either be a like, symbolic thing. Like, I feel like someone in a couple of days will tweet that. It's like, bees historically have been shown to be an opponent to royalty. Like, anyway. Um, but... <laughs> That the guy on the radio is uh Jimmy Wu from Ant Man and the Wasp. He's the FBI agent that's like after uh Scott the entire yep. time. Um, which pe- people are speculating that he's probably working for Sword doing that. Um, yeah, it's just one theory is that like they someone wants to get children from Wanda that Wanda is pregnant oh. because you see they, they keep saying for the children that's something that comes up a lot throughout the episode the second one and everyone like repeats it and recites it yet you don't see a single child through any of the episodes so someone like think that's like a subtle thing in Wanda's brain being like save for the children keep the children safe but someone's trying to take her baby I don't know but yeah that's interesting that's like I like I hadn't thought of that yeah and there's lots of Easter eggs that I like the magic box that they want Wanda to get in and like disappear in. Yeah. The outside, it's the mind stone. It it's the mind stone like painted on the box, which at the time is like destroyed. We don't know where that should be destroyed, but yet Vision has, still has it in his head. So it's like, okay, that's like gonna have to come into play because Thanos destroyed all those with Vision and his. I, and I love the joke in the first episode. It's like my husband with his indestructible head. Uh, no, it was crushed. It, it, was, it was crushed. It was crushed. I do like that. You know, like when when they go to color, all uh-huh. of a sudden, like he still has the Soul Stone in his head. Yeah, exactly. So because Wanda's powers within the comics, and they haven't really discussed it much within the movies, 
is that she can like warp reality. She can do whatever she wants. A great storyline showing that off is House of M, where she just pretty much rewrites all of human history. It's like this is this is the world to deal with. Yeah. So some people are speculating that it's either Wanda like got so depressed after Endgame that like she created Vision, but because of all this, it's like how do I fix this and creates like a separate reality. I don't think she got so depressed because like at the end of Endgame, she's like she's seems at peace because her and Hawkeye are like no they know yeah. like it all worked out like yeah we both wished they were there but I think they worked out so I think it's someone an outside force is messing with her it was like you could do it like manipulating her mind interesting yeah well we're gonna we're gonna learn so, more every week we've got one episode a week until from now until March 5th mm-hmm. so that should be oh that's right in time for cherry <laughs> Yes, a week until Cherry. Perfect. <laughs> That's what Mar- Marvel and the Russos, they're like, well, you better have WandaVision end right before our movie. We don't want to miss out. Well, yeah, that's that's WandaVision. Super exciting. Very exciting to watch. Yes. Um, I could probably watch those episodes again. I will again. probably watch the second episode again before Friday. Yeah. I was watching them yesterday. I had a lot of glare going. And yeah. you know, I, like, I prefer to watch it without glare, so. I can appreciate that. But hey. The cinematographer for the show, I think, probably appreciates it. Well, black and white with glare never goes well. No, not at all. But that also said, this past weekend was a NFL divisional weekend. We had great games. Browns versus the Chiefs. We had Tampa Bay versus the Saints. Saints. Sorry, I'm losing myself on that one. No, no worries. Rams versus Green Bay and the Bills versus the Ravens. Winner. What game do you want to talk about first? I mean, we can talk about Bills-Ravens. I didn't, I didn't really watch much of the Rams-Packers game, so I'm going to be honest there. I don't think anything mind-blowing happened in that game. I was a little shocked, I'll say, but by the score, I expected Green Bay to win, but I didn't expect it to be that much. But it was... It was a little comforting to be like, good, good. Sean McVay and Jared Goff, you still have not healed since your beating by the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You can't go back. You cannot go back. You'll ne- yeah, you'll never reach it again. <laughs> um, so that was, a good, uh, that was a good game. It was good to see the Green Bay move on to the NFC Championship. Uh, I'll be excited to see that. And then them go against now Brady and the Buccaneers. We're going to be awesome. It's going to be a great game, but I'm actually like in this weird, like, I want Tom Brady to yeah. succeed because as much as it hurts for him to leave our team, I still want him to like do great, but I don't want the Bucks to win. I want Green Bay to See, win. Because also I do. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, because also I would like Aaron Rodgers to like get another chance at a Super Bowl. Um but like now you go. Okay. Uh, so I'm with you. I think it's a good, it's a great matchup. Both these matchups are really excited for us. Mm-hmm. We got. Buccaneers Packers, it's like three o'clock on mm-hmm. Saturday, which is like ideal football time. And then mm-hmm. AFC Championship Bills versus Chiefs, six forty on Sunday. So not we're at the point where it's not even late night football anymore. We're just getting solid like bed by eleven o'clock football on a Sunday. This is amazing. Yep. But I want the Bucks to win. I'm not mm-hmm. a Packers fan. I think mm-hmm. they're a great team. I want. I want both these games to be like grudge matchy games. And given 
given oh, the yeah. Packers, like the scores in the in both Packers and Bucks games this past weekend were very close. Like essentially a ten point differential. Well, I guess Rams Packers like a fourteen point, but like still pretty tight games, like two score games. I want yep. to now see that against each the- other. I want them to turn it towards each other. For sure. Um, the the Saints Buccaneers game was I would say closer than the Rams uh, yep. Green Bay game, um, but yeah, I that's gonna be, it'll be a good game. It'll be where where is it? You know, is it at is it at Lambeau or is it in? Uh, I think it's Florida? at Lambeau. It is, is at that, Lambeau. Ooh, okay. The only like normally you would say like ooh Green Bay's got the advantage because it's cold. It's home field. Um, Tom though has years of playing in the cold, so like I now. That's not something that you can like, oh, because, yeah, Goff going up to uh, Green Bay was probably a pain yeah. for him because he's probably like, what the fuck is this? This isn't I, LA, my amazing new stadium. I'm waiting for a team to build up like a half field size bubble and just turn it into a, mm-hmm. the largest refrigerator. Like, I'm waiting for what owner snaps first and is like, yeah, so Monday through Thursday, this is a, a practice facility. Then Friday through Sunday, you know, this is like a, a community community refrigerator where we help the community with like refrigeration needs that's what i want yep. and if i if i ever knock on wood because it won't happen but become a billionaire and i own a team if the league blesses me with a team i will bless the world with a half-size refrigerator i appreciate that should you knock on wood in that situation because knock on wood is i feel something you say when you don't want something bad to happen and you were saying, like, if I ever become a billionaire, well, more like they would bless me with a, a team because, like, I don't know what I'd do with myself if I got if I was a an owner of a, an NFL franchise. What franchise would you want? What franchise would you want to buy today? And I'm going to exclude the Patriots because I feel like that's just like a gut reaction coming yeah. from the area. If you could just buy one today, what franchise would you want to buy? Ooh, this one? is a tough one. Honestly, like. Maybe Jacksonville. Okay, they just they did just get a new coach, and they'll more than likely be getting trouble. Well, like, so that would be a bad where you can you could like not like present like successes ex- not like excluded from the conversation, but like you want a team that's like relatively like hasn't done amazing lately. Like, that, like mm-hmm. let's say you could take over a team as the owner and like give them everything they need to be successful. And then that team becomes like a dynasty team. That's what you want. Yeah. You could walk into a place like the Saints and you could buy the Saints, but like the Saints are a perennial good football team. Yeah, I mean, the last what four or five years they've been either to the NFC Championship game or exactly. Playoffs. You need like a and, go ahead. I was gonna say in two of those years, and one was a game lost to the Rams due to a horrible no call pen uh, yeah. pass interference. And then the other one was the Minnesota uh, miracle play, which was like no one expected. Exactly. So they, pre- yeah. I mean, like, I guess on second thought, wait, let's say your team first because I have a backup team. Um, I think I'd want to buy the Jets. Like, I'd want to, like, just I'd want to buy them. Not even really like to try and like make them this amazing thing. Nor, nor would I try and run them into the ground. But it's like. I just want to have my name on the list of people. It's like, like, ah, oh, Shane Olsen owned the Jets for a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that record of uh, 20 and 42 losses makes sense over two years. I respect that. I respect that. 
I guess yeah. my second choice would be the Washington football team. Because like, yep. you pick a name. Just yeah, name. I would. I would literally probably buy it just to name it. I don't know what I would name it. Maybe the manatee. The Washington Scubas. Essentially, that's a good one. Just even in my own likeness. Yep. yep. I said of the Washington because they were in the playoffs, and which was insane with their horrible six and eight or six and nine yep. record or whatnot. Um, I was thinking if they had made it to the Super Bowl and won, they should have then changed their name permanently to the Washington Champions. The league wouldn't have that. Like, yeah. The league wouldn't have that. I don't know. Maybe and like they they make their mascot a um like a dog because I feel like people would name their dog champion. I mean, that's the name of the dog in parks and rec, but it, that also seems like a name you'd commonly champion. call a dog. Like his name is champion. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, make their mascot a dog and call themselves the Washington champions. And they'd probably like, ah, all right, we'll give it to you. That's funny. I guess I'm excited yeah. for both these games. I, if we're taking picks, I'm taking bucks over Packers. Um, Mm-hmm. Do you think you want to throw a score out there, or do you want to leave that open? Let's go uh, score wise. I'm gonna say Bucks twenty four, Packers twenty one. Twenty four, Packers twenty one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna root for the the Packers. So I'm gonna say Packers twenty one, and I'm gonna say Bucks. 18. Okay. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm feeling. I, I as much as I want Brady to win, I'm I want the I'd like the Packers to win. I'd like to see them go to the Super Bowl and have a shot. We'll, we'll see on again. Sunday. That is true. Um, we haven't really t- yeah we haven't touched much about it, but the AFC that'll be uh, Chiefs Bills, which their two respective games. I was rooting for the Browns. Oh, I, but, I was uh, rooting for the Browns Chiefs. incredibly hard. I just. Mm-hmm. The last four minutes of the Browns game was infuriating. So, I mean, if everyone's heard and watched it out, Patrick Mahomes in the third quarter is taken out by a concussion. It wasn't, it hasn't been. Well, he's still in the protocol, though. Yes, it they they're saying it was like a pinched nerve in his neck that just made him like the reaction is very similar, which I'm not like saying that's them be like, it's not a concussion, but I can understand that but so they get chad henny who's been in the league for 13 seasons never from a playoff pass yep coming down to like yep. the final two minutes like what i think it was like a 13 and three or 14 and three playing decent mm-hmm. defense uh and then chad henny just books it for the first down basically all but ensuring that yep. they'll lose because they can't get the ball back and the browns wasted their time on a challenge and then on some other bullshit yep. Yep, it was, but it was a good game. game. I was playing for the Browns the entire time. I felt like when Mahomes got out, I thought their defense could capitalize. They had a great interception in the end zone. I was like, "This is it. Like, mm-hmm. this will be like they're going to drive. They're going to score an easy one, and that's it." Like, and all of a sudden, the Chiefs are out, and the Browns are in the fucking AFC Championship, and it's going to be like a new day for football. Like Baker Mayfield was like instead of yep. like like he just changed his entire direction of like his career. Instead, yep. Chad Hetty runs for 13 yards and throws a gimme pass to like Travis Kelsey or someone who sits down, and then it's over. It was very sad yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a good game. Um, but then we also had uh, Bills Ravens, where we had 
Lamar Jackson throw a pick six for 102 yard return, which uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Bills Mafia loving it. They're excited. Uh, going to the AFC Championship and who knows how long. Um, so yeah, that'll be a good game too. Bills Chiefs. Uh, I don't know because I think at this moment I, I don't think Mahomes has been given like 100 percent like he's yeah. cleared he's playing. So, until knowing that, I it's kind of still up in the air. I think I want. I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly torn, like because it's like I kind of want the Bills to win, but I also don't. I feel you 100 percent on that. It's like this. It's like I don't think it's Shattenford exactly, but you want. I kind of want some Shattenford from the Bills fans. I do. I want. I want to feel like excitement and joy. When I see Bills fans lose, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't really want the Chiefs to get to another Super Bowl. I don't, and I think this is the year. Like, let's get the Bucks and the Bills in a fucking Super Bowl. I think that's funny to me, honestly. I think it's hysterical. Buck Bills Super Bowl Fifty Five. Uh, it it isn't it? Is it Li? So that doesn't make it any easier for me. It's definitely not fifty-one. Is it LV? No, because 50 was uh, Broncos, uh, Panthers. 51 was Patriots. Uh, LV. The LV. LV, yeah. so this is 55. Which is the because it's like Las Vegas, but it's going to be played in uh, somewhere else. That would have been yeah. a great Super Bowl. LV, and, oh, it would have worked out amazingly. Um, yeah. So if you, who do you think is going to win, and if, do you think you can put a score down for the uh, Bills? Right, so I think game? so. I know I just said twenty four twenty one for the uh, Bucks Packers game. I'm gonna go. Yep. I gotta do like quick mental math here. I want thirty five twenty eight Bills, yep. and I think Josh Allen throws like a last minute touchdown. Ooh, okay. I'm for okay. an You're offensive shootout on this one. In the ball, get it mm-hmm. rolling. Let's have a field day. I'm gonna say Chiefs 31 and Bills 14. Okay. I'm gonna All that's right. what I'm feeling. I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe like either a pick six or a fumble recovery. Defense does really well for the Chiefs. And then like if Mahomes is playing, he can, like, fourth quarter, he's just dropping back 10 yards and be like, all right, well, I can just huck it. I don't really care at this point. As much as – I kind of – yeah, because I think I'm uh, – I don't know if I want the Bills. I don't know if I want to live in the world where the Bills are going I hear to the you. Super Bowl. I can live in a world where the Bills are good every year and they're in the playoffs. Get them in the Super Bowl right away. Let's see if they, they lose in the Super Bowl. That's what I want to find out. And then have them be the same as the the Rams, where they're now in this eternal. Uh, yeah, I want them to constantly be like world. Be like, uh, he's a contender, but not like mm-hmm. they blow. Like they they miss like enough divisional games where they can't go into the playoffs. Yep. Well, okay. So we both think the Chiefs are going to make it to the Super Bowl again, a two a back to back year. Well. Which hey, the Pats have done it tons of times. Uh, Seahawks did it a couple times, or at least one time. Yeah. So yeah. 
We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's well, Sunday's only right. you know six days away. Five, five. Only. No, I think you said one of them was Sunday Saturday games. too. Both Sunday. Or both games. Three oh five, and then perfect. Yep, three oh five is the Bucks. The Bills at six forty because they're both gonna win. It's not Bucks, Bucks and Packers. Packers. Bucks and Bills. No, that's the game. Is Bucks? Yeah, that's who you think is gonna win. But you said they're both at. But you said they're both at three Bucks Bills. And it's like, I misspoke. Then I'm sorry. Yes, Shane is correct. I'll take it back. Yeah, roll back the cassette tape that we used to record you know, these episodes. That would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? If we use a tape deck. It would sound Thoughts horrible. for Studio Two. Studio Three, actually. If we count sure. Studio Four, if we count our remote environment as a as a studio. Uh huh. But, yeah. Do you want to tell the people where they can yeah. find us? They can find us in a boatload of places. And you know, I only use boatload when I'm talking. Would you call about it a cruise ship load of places? But they can find. Um. Okay. No, I couldn't. I couldn't, uh, in all faith, say that. Um. They can find us in a taxi Ooh, okay. load of places. <laughs> they can find us first off. You can find us at theshaneandscubasteveshow.com. Which where's that? What's that? It's got some reviews. It got some episodes. I think I'll probably do a review about lockdown and how it was so and how it was so just meh. Uh, they can find us there. You can also find us on Instagram at 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 Shane and Scuba Steve Show. I hope that sounds uh, at, at. to somebody out there. And you know at at at, at. <laughs> they can also find us at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're there, why don't you give us a like? Why don't you give us five stars? Write a review. Why don't you write a review? We we appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, give us a subscribe. You do that, you scratch With our fresh back, content we every week yours. on Wednesday mornings. Mm-hmm. Depending on where, if you live in New Zealand, it could might that might be either Thursday afternoon or Tuesday morning. I don't know which way you guys it goes for you if you're before or after us. I feel like you're before, but the before could be actually like the week late. Anyway, time is, time is difficult. But yeah, yes, that's it for us. Good night, everyone. Bye.